and welcome to our military sexual trauma movement's Fight for Our Freedom campaign press conference. My name is Ellie Waite and I will be the moderator for today's press event. You will hear speeches today from people who have all been affected by the stories of Corporal Fei Ohu and Private First Class Celeste Largo. The connections between the speakers and the two women depicted in our movement artwork differs, but are equally important. Today, our speaker lineup, you will hear from Janelle Marina Mendez, the CEO of the Military Sexual Trauma Movement, the families of Private First Class Celeste Lagu and Corporal Fei Ohu, as well as their attorneys. With that being said, I would like to introduce to you the Military Sexual Trauma Movement's Chairwoman and CEO, Janelle Marina Mendez. Thank you, Ellie. Thank you all for attending today's Fight for Our Freedom press conference. Whether many people who are celebrating Veterans Day across the nation, today we fight for our service members and veterans who have experienced military sexual trauma. I am Janelle Marina Mendez, and as Ellie said, I am the chairwoman and CEO of the Military Sexual Trauma Movement. I have given speeches on my story many times before. At the age of 17, I endured a series of sexual violence while serving on active duty in the United States Marine Corps. The retaliation I experienced was so severe. I was hazed, I was starved, I was choked, I was sleep deprived, and I had a metal chair thrown at me. I was locked in a room for 15 hours when I requested legal and medical treatment after cutting the words, I can't breathe, into my right arm. The events that occurred in 2007 over the course of three days um, after I reported that a naked photo went viral via text message on base and without my consent. I, like many other female Marines who have attempted to report, were prevented from reporting by their chains of command, and I had gone unauthorized absence, as I feared for my life, and when I turned myself in, I was then raped while I was unconscious and thrown in the brig. I am not alone. When women report military sexual trauma to their chains of command, they reported being retaliated against 62% of the time. The Pentagon just released a report on how chains of command responded to military sexual trauma. Over the last three years, 70% of the time when a report for sexual violence came across the commanding officer's desk, they did nothing. A woman who reports military sexual trauma to her chain of command is 12 times more likely to receive a negative consequence than to see her attacker convicted of a crime of military sexual trauma. This is not an accident. This is intentional and it is systemic. The United States Marine Corps works actively to cover up military sexual trauma. They will provide lip service to the American people while they continue uh, with their cover-up culture that upholds white supremacy in the ranks. This year, there has been a 68% increase in reports of white supremacy in the military. 
there is a strong positive correlation to the climbing number of reports of military sexual trauma and white supremacy. While the general public thinks that Marines United has been disbanded, they reorganized in more sophisticated manners, and they have grown in numbers. The Marine Corps knows this and has failed to address this. This is intentional and it is systemic. In 2018 and in 2019, the military sexual trauma movement reported 28 cases of white nationalist behavior on social media, and most often these reports consisted of memes depicting women and minority uh, Marines in vulgar positions, name-calling, harassment, and even violence against women Marines. These cases, along with hundreds more, were shared with various news outlets to include a task and purpose and the New York Times Magazine. We also reported these cases directly to the chains of the commands of the Marines that were engaged in this behavior. Instead of working towards changing the culture and raising the standard, the Marine Corps began surveillancing me and even sting attempted to stingray my cell phone numerous times without a warrant or a probable cause, violating my Fourth Amendment rights. This is what my Stingray cell phone looks like. This is where the United States Marine Corps violated my amendments and my right to privacy by trying to Stingray my phone without a warrant. The Marine Corps also tried to have me arrested for protesting while on public property, violating my First Amendment rights. While members of Marines United doxed me, harassed me, and planned an attack on me at my then job in finance. I had to notify my then-employer, Citigroup Global Markets, and they had to hire armed security guards to protect the workplace. This faction of the Marine Corps has a very sophisticated operation. If the Marine Corps wanted to put an end to it, they certainly would have because they have the capabilities to address it, the same way they have the capabilities to silence survivors. So instead of, working, instead of working to change this and create more resources, they began to work to undermine the movement in an attempt to infiltrate us. I know what it is like to be a female Marine and be scared to come forward, to feel ashamed, embarrassed, humiliated, hurt, and like you're all alone. Raise your voice and share your pain. You do not have to be silent anymore. People say that female Marines are the prouder and the fewer, but if you know us, then you know that we're the proudest, the fewest, the boldest, and the bravest. Anyone who knows you is going to tell you that. Female Marines are the best of the best, but we get treated like the worst of the worst. Today, you will hear the stories of Corporal Tae-U and PFC Celeste Largo directly from the families. Corporal Tae-U Tae is a political refugee who comes from a line of Burmese freedom fighters. And PFC Celeste Largo comes from a line of Navajo Diné uh, cold, cold talkers. Both women are currently being held in pretrial confinement. 
On October 25th, 2020, at the, re at the recommendation of Senator U.S. McSally and Congresswoman Jackie Spears staffers, I wrote a letter to both of these women's chains of commands, asking to provide the women with a Bible, a spiritual book, a book about meditation and yoga, a book on sexuality after trauma, and a yoga mat. I also asked for a one-day family visitation accommodation on the basis of mental health under the Americans with Disabilities Act, as both women have registered disabilities with the United States Marine Corps. To date, they have not responded, and in fact, yesterday, uh, many of you saw in the news, released a press release stating that they're looking to place a gag order on anyone who continues to speak about this case to the press. The Marine Corps is not interested in upholding these Marines' rights or even protecting their mental health conditions. These Marines, the Marine Corps has committed a number of human rights violations against these women. The Marine Corps regularly does this to female minorities. I have experienced this both as a Marine and as a movement leader. The power for dominance at all cost mindsets is harmful not only to female Marines, but to all of America, making this a national security issue. How can America trust the United States Marine Corps to protect our citizens when you cannot even protect against workplace violence against female minority Marines. And when women Marines need help to process out the trauma, they often receive retaliatory charges or retaliatory discharges. While their male white counterparts regularly get taken care of and medboarded when they're displaying symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. These, the horrific level of sexism, racism, and discrimination lead to insecure bonding attachments, substance abuse, infertility, homelessness, aggression, hypersexuality, hyposexuality, and even suicide. Female Marines deserve more than workplace violence. As female Marines, we are not here to kill babies. We are here to create them and to protect them. America's babies need you. Last year on Veterans Day, the military sexual trauma movement successfully lobbied New York State and Governor Cuomo signed into law the first legislation in United States history that protects veterans against military sexual trauma, veterans with disabilities, and the LGBTQIA veterans. And while today we honor the many veterans who have served this country, we're here to demand that all state governments enact the Restoration of Honor Act. America, I dare to ask to turn your attention to the stories of Corporal Teu and PFC Celeste Largo. These women are currently suffering, along with the 1.5 million veterans who have PTSD due to MST who are suffering in silence. This is why over the summer, myself and, and veteran volunteers urged a number of members of Congress and their staffers to enact the Military Industry Regulatory Authority 
into the I Am Vanessa Guillen Act of 2020. The strongest woman I know who can lead this fight to change the course of the future is our nation's female veterans. This is our call to duty. The mission is about saving the next generation of young people who will enter the United States military because our children deserve to be protected. As women, we have made historical wins in 2020. We now have Jane Frazier as CEO of a national bank that employs 51% women. Citi is also one of the major banks that controls the U.S. oil markets and has strong, member, strong relationships with members of Congress and senior officers in the military. Jane Frazier has very serious power to raise women up into powerful positions. We have Kamala Harris, the first African-American woman and Indian woman to become a vice president. She has the power to protect women service members by speaking out against the systems and reforming them to help change the way we are treated. Both of these women are well positioned to help us make sure that the next generation of young people who enter the United States military are protected. This is why I am calling on America to dump their oil stocks. Most members of Congress have invested in oil portfolios, and much of the military's corrupt behavior comes from protecting Wall Street interests. Major General Smedley Butler said in 1933, during the speech on American interventionalism, that these, and these facts still hold true today. We should not be sacrificing and betraying our service members for oil profits. If we have to suffer, then the billionaires in this country and Congress have to feel our pain through the losses in their oil portfolios. Many oil and private sector defense companies have relationships with child social services in each state that lack higher universal education. This is how the military goes into minority communities and funnels impoverished children to fight in the military for oil resources. This ends now. It is time to change the face of this nation. Women have been in the United States Marine Corps for over 100 years. Now is the time for change. Females are the future. Entitling progress means that we need a female minority as the next commandant of the United States Marine Corps. And now we are writing a new story together. One of healing, progress, and inspiration. One where we as Americans are coming together to heal the soul of our nation. As we fight for God's highest good, we must work to manifest heaven on earth for everyone. We also have to work towards holding the U.S. military accountable to higher standards and ensure that they are protecting our fundamental rights of freedom. While we pressure Wall Street to create an economy based on spirituality and our soul's evolution by restoring the American dream of prosperity. And finally, 
by urging elected officials in Congress to uphold our constitutional rights. I dare to ask America, on this Veterans Day, will you fight for our freedom? Thank you. generations of young women 